0: Karma um, subject that has been re- repeated billions of times and a subject that has been continuously misunderstood, billions of times.
1: Want to put it here? Okay. Um
0: I would say arguably the subject of karma is probably the most difficult subject to teach and to understand. um at glance when we talk about karma in the context of cause and effect to the certain extent it's it's acceptable i mean it's chewable so to speak um it's even quite scientific probably the whole business of the the philosophy of karma is actually what many buddhists are kind of proud of we are believer of karma but I think, um, isn't there a expression called God-fearing nation, God-fearing nation, I don't think you can really have that kind of expression, karma-fearing nation, I don't think you can have that. But people do, you know, sometimes, you know, as we talk about this karma, we, we, we hear, we can pick up Buddhist talk as if they are afraid of karma, you know, so then we have to be careful here. When we talk about gross level of karma, such as, you know, like if you plant rice, rice will grow. If you plant marigold, marigold will grow. I think, you know, generally people can sort of accept that, that level of karma. But um, once the karma embarks more on the subtle and more refined, then karma gets really deep and vast. See. A Buddhist would say something like this. Um, Buddhists would say, you know, we are not, you know, God did not create us. We are created by karma. So sometimes this expression indicates that our fate or destiny is in our hand, so to speak, you see, karma, we are byproduct of our karma. We are not controlled by God okay. But. It's not that straightforward, too, because it's a bit like before the egg is cooked, you can control how much, you know, what do you call it, like half raw, what do you call it, like raw? Soft boil, boil, that's right. Soft boil, hard boil, you know, you can do all of that. But once the egg is 99.99 cooked, then karma does not mean that it's in your hand. So sometimes karma can be can be very, very, you know, tyrannical. Basically, what I'm saying is, you know, there's, you know, you you get this sense when the Buddhists say, oh, you know, we believe in karma, we don't believe in a god who dictates our life, you know, they sort of exude this, oh, you know, it's in our hand, but just be careful when you say this. Another reason why karma is so difficult is when you talk about karma, you have to talk about time. Obviously, right? the time when you eat so many chili effect time you go to toilet. You understand? So you have to talk about some sort of a time. Oh, I must have had a bad karma in my past life. That's why I'm, you know, I'm here like this, like that. You understand? So you are talking about a time. And this makes it difficult because time is one of one of the vaguest, is there such a word? Most vague thing, a most vague phenomena. Uh, one of the most vague phenomena but one of the force that makes things so real. How frustrating. You know, it's the most ridiculous thing, yet it is the thing that makes things so real and painful and exciting and, you know, so this is why it's difficult. Okay. Another reason why karma is difficult to talk. When you talk about karma, cause, condition, effect, is very logical. Now, logic is another vaguest thing that we have that traps you. I know many of you love reasoning and logic. I'm sure those who have been to Yale and Harvard, I have to talk to the British people here, Cambridge people. Age of what? Reason. Renaissance. Voltaire, what is it? That philosopher? Voltaire. Yeah, you guys, listen. I'm talking to Richard Dixie, by the way. Oh, yeah, okay. you love reason you love logic but hear this it's the vaguest ridiculous thing that makes you trapped the most because it's logical it's sensible I can actually go on more, but just one more, one more reason why karma is difficult. Karma is difficult, especially when we begin to talk about bad karma and good karma, because bad and good is like, king and the queen of the vague vague, vagueness is there such a word yeah it's like oh my goodness it's a vague it's like wow good bad Oh, I have to tell you this, another reason why karma is difficult. Basically, philosophy of karma is the teachings on chicken and egg. Which one came first, chicken or egg? I'm coming back to this one, this one is important. See, when we use the word such as cause and effect, not even for a moment, we think that the very cause that we are talking is actually a result of another cause. This is, a, this is one of the cause of the fundament of, of fundamental misunderstanding and mistakes. Okay, before, okay, one last thing why karma is difficult to understand and teach and understand. Karma is difficult to understand, especially in Buddhism, because actually the real reason why there is a teaching called karma is because Buddhist wants you to understand Shunyata. That's only reason why there is a karma teaching. Nothing else, nothing else. So, this should tell you karma is not a destiny, karma is not a fate, but karma has nothing to do with the free will too, destiny, no, free will, no. Because when we talk about destiny and a free will in the ordinary world, it seems that people are talking about a conclusion after an analysis. Okay, sorry to speak very academically, but you know, this is the only way for now.
1: because karma is actually a relative it's not absolute so
0: You know, even, you know, there are a lot of people who think, oh, you are Buddhist, you must be the one you must be those guys who are trying to collect good karma and trying to get rid of bad karma wrong. That's a wrong way of putting it. buddhist wants to go beyond karma bad or good beyond karma because for from the buddhist point of view karma is an illusion but it's still very powerful the word illusion should not does not it should not make you sort of downgrade karma no It's very powerful. Illusion is actually very powerful. Um, If I am dreaming a glass of water, In my dream, the dream glass can hold dream water. And in my dream, when I drink, there's even a time, water beginning of the sipping, Slowly, slowly going down through the throat and arrival to the stomach. Even the time exists in the dream. And what? Suddenly I realize I've been drinking bleach. What is it? The guide suggested to. In- bleach right yeah suddenly you realize you have been drinking bleach that's called nightmare yes and in that dream yes you could call 911 And then ambulance can arrive and you can go to the hospital, all of that, all of that you can do. Arrival to the hospital, about to die, somebody save you, all of that you can do. In reality, not a moment, maybe you only napped after a heavy lunch for two minutes. And you have not moved from your sofa, even for one centimeter. So so you see? so that the, the logic the what do you call it the game even though it's not really happening it has all the impact bad karma good karma please think in that context See, when we talk about predestined or a free will, then you are not talking about the dream, dream, uh, the glass in the dream, the water in the dream, the bleach in the dream, the uh, 911, then you are not. Then you are talking about a true reality, something that cannot be changed, isn't it? Destiny, something that you cannot avoid. Okay, so I think um, we have talked enough um, of sort of the overall understanding of the so-called karma generally from, from Buddhism and perhaps the way I'm explaining may have a little bit of a Mahayana sort of flavor. Now, I'm sure, I mean, there are a lot of questions here, probably I will not be able to finish all the Answering all the questions, but I think um, many of my statement I'm making here, hopefully, is um, dealing with the uh, questions that you have come up with.
1: Okay so now, to be more specific, how do you uh, sort of
0: apply the understanding of the karma
1: as a Buddhist?
0: Now, I have already told you that ultimately the goal of a Buddhist has got nothing to do with collecting lots and lots of good karma and getting rid of lots and lots of bad karma. We, our aim is to be free from the nightmare, free from the illusion of karma, that is the ultimate goal. But in the meantime, for those who have no clue about the illusory aspect of karma, they may have a little clue, but their habit of thinking illusion as a real is so strong that their intellectual sort of understanding is not enough. um those who have the wish to un you know un, untangle liberate ourselves from this kind of entanglement and bondage of karma what do we do We apply three kind of what we call um, discipline. We talk about, you know, in in Buddhism, the Buddhism we talk about three discipline.
1: Uh,
0: discipline of ethic. Okay, and maybe we will come back to that, and then. Discipline to make your mind malleable or um, focused. And lastly, most importantly, discipline to be acquainted and actually realize the truth, prajna. Basically, the wisdom.
1: Out of these
0: three, the ethic, uh, one-pointedness or concentration, Samadhi and the Prajna, The third, the prajna, the wisdom, is the most important. Without the prajna or the wisdom, ethic, and the one pointedness or the concentration, doesn't. um, It doesn't. It really is. It's not qualified as the Buddhist path, let's say.
1: Because
0: all the discipline whatever discipline you are applying, must help you get at least closer to the truth. So let's say one of the discipline In the so called Buddhist practice is sitting well that's just one very small one. If that discipline of sitting straight. Is not taking you, but in any means, if, if this sitting is not taking you closer to the truth. This discipline is not working. And just for the sake of those who are new, in case there are people who are new, let's say the truth of impermanence, the fact that we are, we are. We are going to die. We are dying, actually. This truth needs to be realized not only intellectually but practically. And Things are not truly existing as how they appear. This truth need to be understood or realized, not just intellectually, but practically. If a change of season or a sunset makes you um, realize the changing nature of our life better than sitting in a temple, that method of gazing at a sunset is considered
1: Discipline of Ethic
0: and the Discipline of Samadhi or Concentration. Okay again many times when we talk about karma people seem to only talk about karma related to the body and then maybe some they talk they seem to talk about karma that's related to the speech but hardly people talk think karma related to the mind When in fact, karma created by the mind is the most important and most powerful. And this is also probably, I'm not sure, you know, okay, this is probably a big differentiation between the Buddhist idea of karma and the so-called Hindus' idea of karma. So, mind's karma, in other words, motivation, bright motivation especially motivation such as the bodhicitta wishing to enlighten awaken all sentient beings with that kind of motivation basically every action you engage become what we call good karma But this is not the end. You create so-called good karma, good karma, again, just to remind you, something that takes you closer to the truth, but this so-called good karma has to also exhaust. Okay, we take a short break because I need to read the questions 10 minutes break. I'll try to be more specific, but as I said earlier, karma is quite vast and it, um, not so easy.
1: For instance,
0: when we talk about bad karma and good karma, yes broadly speaking a big generalization you can have things like killing stealing lying these are bad karma Also, when we talk about the karmic consequences, broadly, you can say, like sickness, um, sadness, I don't know, um, dysfunctional life, you can sort of broadly say, probably caused by bad, or it is my bad karma, you know, very broadly. Because we human beings tend to think like that, Oh, he's very lucky. He has a lot of money, you know, in that kind of sense. Because that's very subjective from which uh, from what point of view are we deciding that somebody is lucky just because they have a lot of money um some people say oh he must be he must have a lot of merit because he lived long. So, you know, know, there are stuff like that we human beings think is good, like living long, uh, wealthy, stuff like that. But that's a very, very, um, what do you call it, uh, big generalization. And based on this kind of generalization, there are also many specific generalization, like uh, some Buddhists would think, oh, if you, if you are sick, this may be because your dharma practice is sort of gathering up all the, what you call it, the bad karma and make it happen now so that you will not go through these consequences later. You know, there's that kind of generalization.
1: We really don't know this.
0: As I've said uh, in the past, in one occasion, I don't know, some of you may remember this. And since I'm in California, I think it's safe to say this. You know, One could almost say that, you know, like, it is marijuana, right, marijuana, that the phenomena of this grass has brought a lot of people to places like Nepal, and then subsequently, they ended up meeting some great masters. So, the appearance of the marijuana, for some people, may be due to a good karma. Please don't share this to other people. (laughs) The trading of silk from between china and india has probably caused bringing buddhism buddha dharma to china so i'm now as talking as a buddhist so from a buddhist point of view good karma or the bad karma almost always actually always has something to do with how close a certain cause and condition is bringing you to the Dharma, which is the truth. There are guys like Jingme Lingpa who would look at some people on earth who have everything all material things that a human beings can dream of but not a moment of sound of dharma from jingling's point of view the guy has no good karma So to specifically say that a certain, you know, so-and-so consequences are result of a bad karma is very difficult to decide. Going back to earlier, I was telling you about cause and effect has a, some, uh, um, you, know, um, you know, this, um, what do you call it, there's, a, there's this um, sense of logic, you understand, logic. In the dream, the glass in the dream does hold the water but that does not make that dream glass real in the waking time. now now we are we are talking kind of, you know we are talking quite philosophical um so those who are not used to this please bear this <clears throat> cause and effect is most many times cause and effect is used as tools to validate something. You know, in your passport, passport which is like the proof of your existence, the big part of the passport is the birth date, right? So, you know, like when were you born? It used to be even the father's name, mother's name, all of them, not anymore, but you understand. <clears throat> okay, let me put it another way. If you plant tomato, only tomato grows if you plant orange only orange grows now this logic then makes us forget that this is illusion because today we plant orange tomorrow orange comes only not a banana if banana comes then we will think okay (laughs) you know you understand so there will be confusion Yeah, so this kind of legitimizing and validation through logic of cause, condition and effect. In fact, there's there's another thing that the Buddhists usually add. Cause, condition, no obstacle, result guaranteed.
1: plant a tomato, seed, cause,
0: conditions such as fertilizer, water, space, so many, so many. We will talk about condition a little later because that's important. and no obstacle, meaning no insects eating the seed, or no birds eating the seed, then even if you pray, no tomato won't work, tomato will still grow. okay while we are at this we need let's talk about the definition okay let's talk about let's scrutinize cause and condition this is a very very tricky i think this tricky thing has really really caused lots of misunderstanding.
1: As I said earlier, remember
0: this, Buddhists don't have thesis that says, this is the cause only cause.
1: Buddhists don't have that.
2: So
0: it's because of this, Buddhists don't talk about Genesis, Buddhists really don't, talk, don't like talking about things like beginning, they 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 scratch their head when the moment you use the words like beginning and end, then they they just don't know what to do with you. Yeah. So you know, like in the you know, like original cause, that's a very That's the Buddhists don't don't accept that. Now conditions are myriad, incredibly, just so vast. And this is where things get so difficult because you cannot, you know, on a a very, very, you know, gross level, I've already told you, you can talk about tomato seed as the real cause, fertilizer, watering, this as a condition, but this is only on the gross level. On the most subtle level in India, if you are planting a tomato, and let's say you have a conditioning fertilizer, let's cow dung, and this, this cow, let's say just that morning ate a plastic. Can you understand now this condition has impact on this tomato that you are about to eat? But even this is a very gross level. There is so many, we don't know the great, 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 great grandmother of this cow. We don't know where that cow came from. Maybe New Jersey, you know, there are a lot of New Jersey cows in, I mean, Jersey cow, I think it's called in India. Yes, the Jersey cow. and motivation of the Jesse cow is because it gives more milk see the motivation There are people in East Bhutan, I'm sure there are some Bhutanese listening to this. So, there, there are people in East Bhutan who prefer to drink, what, what's the name of this special cow in Bhutanese, we call him jasmine, bassoon? No. Anyway, sorry, I forgot. A very special cow, very little milk, but very, supposedly really precious and nutritious and really like, like a gold class level of milk now i'm talking about human attitude human motivation these are all conditions So there are people who are like myself. I can sometimes be very, very kind of religious fanatic, you know? So there are people like me who go to India and try to drink Indian cow milk because I have this idea that maybe the Indian cows, great, 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 great grandmother may have glance of a Buddha sitting under the Bodhi tree. Wow, what a connection. You understand what I'm saying? So that's how the motivation plays here.
1: That would be so good, right?
0: This is why people like you know the you know, Buddhist, very religious, devotee Buddhist, they go to places like Nepal, for instance.
1: Because somewhere in Kathmandu,
0: around that place long- Time ago, many, many hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years and lifetimes ago, Shakyamuni Buddha, he was just a bodhisattva, just beginning to practice Dharma, so to speak. And he was a handsome young man with the long hair, all of that. And one day, as he was roaming around in the street, he bumped into Dipamkara Buddha coming towards him. The moment he saw the Dipamkara Buddha, he had a goosebump and he had just amazing feeling towards this Buddha. And he saw, as the Dipamkara Buddha is walking on the road, he saw a uh, what pothole? Pothole? Kathmandu? No, pothole. (laughs) Muddy pothole. And just he didn't know what to do. You know, like he didn't know how to do. So he quickly took up his hair and placed it on the pothole to let the Dipamkara Buddha walk. Dipamkara Buddha walked on that, and Dipamkara Buddha told him, In so and so eons later, you will become the Siddhartha, Shakyamuni, Gautama, He prophesied that. So many, okay. Many, many years later, there are people like us, you know? not all the time. I'm, my devotion is once in a blue moon, you know, like not all the time. When I'm in good mood, so to speak, when I go to Kathmandu, I sometimes say, oh, maybe this portal, maybe that portal, that's where Shakyamuni Buddha must have put his hair, you know, you know. You know? So you feel very, you feel so precious each and every inch of that Kathmandu, dusty, dirty shit everywhere, urine everywhere, you feel, you know, anywhere could be the place where Dipamkara walked and prophesized the Shakyamuni Buddha. So this is what we call motivation, motivation in Now quickly I will answer this there's this you know because I said earlier if you cook an egg you know you have a sort of a choice soft or hard whatever but if you have cooked 99.99 or even actually fully cooked then what if you want to not cook if you if you if you want to cook if you not if you want to uncook totally cooked egg what do you do do we now have a uh, do we have an, do we now have a chance yes we have and this path is called tantrayana. Because the tantric tantric path does not really tantric path is not codependent to the philosophy of cause and effect. For a tantric, as I, you know, and again, this one I have used this example before, so some of you are quite familiar. For a tantric, it's like um, giving a gold gold expert a kilo of ore, unpolished, dirty, rocky, not at all shiny, a kilo of ore to a goldsmith gold expert this person is equally happy to gain a kilo of gold he will not judge no no this is not shiny this is not for the goldsmith or a gold expert this is just gold doesn't see the dirt at all
1: Another example, very experienced
0: chef, chef, cook. When he or she cook an egg, even though onion, what is it, egg, whatever, mushroom, omelet, let's say, omelet. When When a chef is cooking an omelet, onion, mushroom, tomato, oil, put together, this chef does not see them separately, already, in, already vision, the vision is already the mushroom omelette. You see, this is how the tantric see to oneself and the others, already as the Buddha. But anyway, let's not go in there too much. So that's why, cooked can be uncooked. Actually, it doesn't end there. Tantric people will not even bother. Cooking, uncooking, all this is a, a what do you call it? Um, um, exhausting.
1: Live it as it is.
0: Okay, as I said, karma is very big. Let's, you know, I'm jumping everywhere because we need to sort of try to have at least some kind of meaningful conversation. Karma is almost like It's, maybe the word related is not the right word. It's almost like a synonymous to time. And therefore, whoever talk about karma, they have to talk about reincarnation. But I just want to give you warning here, the English word reincarnation may be not doing the justice for the actual word, yang si, or this kind of, you know, continuity. So, I gave you already the example of in the dream if you are drinking glass of water or poison milk depending on what kind of cause and condition not only the glass can hold the milk
1: there's also a seemingly time.
0: Long time and a short time is irrelevant. I mean, it's very relative. If you are somebody who who loves ice cream, And in the dream, you are eating your favorite ice cream, time might go fast. And if you hate ice cream, and in the dream, somebody force you to eat ice cream, this time may last so long. And this continuation, seemingly, okay, seemingly continuation is the quintessential aspect of the idea of reincarnation. I think I think this is important to know. I know many of people think when the moment the word reincarnation is used, then they think in terms of, okay, I'm a human being right now, maybe next life I will be become a horse and trot, right, trot or stuff like that. That's, that's fine. That's like a very gross level of understanding reincarnation. But it's actually much more than that. This morning we were very happy, some of us. And this afternoon, maybe we are not happy. And this evening maybe we will be happy. color, manifestations, outfit, I don't know, attitude changing. At the same time, there's a continuation.
1: Okay. Now, I will
0: conclude soon. Why should we understand karma? Why should we really even bother about it? And this is important. Understanding the karma is important because we all want freedom. If you want to if you want freedom, you need to understand how the game of cause and condition and effect are played. Rule of what rule of the game. You know, this how it is being played. Of course ultimately as a buddhist they don't <clears throat> they don't want to be involved with the game of course that's the game that's the that's the ultimate game i mean the ultimate aim but since we have already started to play the game, now aiming not to play the game, we need to finish the game, so to speak. Oh, I forgot one thing which comes in the, your question, Uh, okay. I think people also are interested to know, uh, uh, interested to know about karmic connection and karmic debt, which is very related. Yes, just as I talked about, remember earlier, cause and invisible cause and conditions regarding, you know, remember I was talking about the cow and all that, this applies here. And You may think I'm being very romantic here, or I'm being very, what do you call it? Um, um, It is possible that right this very moment, somewhere in Bolivia, a person who is karmically connected to me, because I'm using my hand too much here like this, he's feeling it, it's possible. Yes, this is and when by the by the time we go into this, then people will say, oh, now he's talking about myth and now he's talking religion, but okay, be it, be it doesn't matter. You can think like that. But if you can understand, remember the logic of grand great, 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 great grandmother of the cow, if you apply that, I think you will then understand a little bit this. because it's happening right now. Me and some of you, I mean, some of you are from, we never met, but here you are sacrificing, you know, two good hours, two to three good hours of a Sunday for some people, which which you could have done so many other things like swimming or barbecue or whatever, but you are here listening to me. So karmic debt, maybe you are paying me or I'm paying you or we don't know.
1: I'm a Buddhist, I'm surrounded by Buddhist texts.
0: Yet, sometimes I chose to read books like Kafka on the Shore by Murakami. I'm reading ten page, twenty page. Still somebody's making sandwich, but I'm still reading. Karmic debt I'm paying to him or he's paying to me, whatever. What does this mean? This means all system that we believe that this will work. Socialism, democracy, election, this, that, Mm, we don't know really. We think it's working. It's a bit like the milk in the dream or the bleach in the dream.
1: Okay, lastly, by understanding the karma,
0: you will realize nothing is independently, truly existing in an isolated way. And this will help you to have a bigger picture of your life. So, do you want to be a good manager, good leader, boyfriend, girlfriend, father, mother, parents? All this, all these understanding karma how the game is played and the rule of the game i think it can help
2: this is the this is needs be, okay.
0: okay so i think uh, this is basically a very very rough attempt to kind of um, karma, uh, explain the karma in few different angles. Uh, of course, this is a very difficult subject, and I hope I have answered some of your questions. Maybe I will take also three live questions.
2: Yes.
3: Hey Rinpoche, um, Gisela in Portuguese asks if you can talk some more about Collective Karma, is there such a term, does it exist?
0: Very good, yes, you know this is another big one.
1: So, Mm.
0: bear in mind first collective is very very uh broad word language okay just first just keep this in your head there's about 20 people here, and we are all looking at a tree. And most of these people are human beings in front of me, I think. Which means that something like this, with the leaves and branches that has a root growing, you know, going inside the earth, is being taught as a tree. So this is what I'm
1: talking about, the collective.
0: This is a very big generalization, okay? Because some of here may be allergic to this tree. So they have a specific thing going on. And a lot of people here right now, you are not looking at this tree. So sorry, you don't have the you and we and um, I, we don't have a collective karma to have the experience. Of seeing a tree, but I think we have a collective karma to hear about the tree. Okay, that's just an example. And I think a very big one is the virus that's happening right now. That may be a very big collective karmic experience we are having. Is it bad or good? Wow, so difficult to say. Between human beings, I guess we should say it's bad, but I heard there are a lot of animal animals and stuff, you know, they they're having good time. You see? Good and bad, very subjective again here. And um, for us, followers of the Buddha, it is our collective karma that uh, Shakyamuni Buddha came on
1: this earth. And his teachings are still alive.
0: okay next question
3: there are two questions actually that both are about the relationship between uh good karma and merit so okay. lakshmi asola asks is there a difference between the two and from the chinese audience um there's a is same there question.
0: A difference between what Div-
3: both uh accumulating merit or good merit and accumulating good deeds karma
0: Merit, again, is a tricky word. I think this English word may be not doing the justice to translate the word punya. Sanskrit, the word punya. Mm. Okay, this is important question. So I'm going to explain this a little bit. I think this is a fundamental question on ethic, isn't it? First, please keep in your head, morality, ethic, all these are secondary in Buddhism. If wisdom, compassion, and the morality are going for a drive,
1: wisdom will be the driver. Compassion sits next, next, you know, what you call the front seat. morality
0: backseat sometimes maybe in the trunk <laughs> i'm just sort of exaggerating a little bit to promote wisdom and compassion
1: um what was it? um
0: What was the question? Oh, yeah, right. Mm. So, okay, so, ethic, morality, um, ultimately, the, you know, the Buddha Dhamma, which is, which is really, really the quintessence is a non duality. So, ethic is a sort dualistic, you understand, this is the right thing to do, wrong thing to do. So. Wisdom has to basically overtake this. There are many reasons for that, but one is this, how do you define what is a right ethic? How do you decide? Well, something very, very relative logic. Hein? What you don't like, what you what you don't like, you don't do others. You know, I think there's an expression, brother. What you you know, rangi lula la je ne This is. Use your own body and existence as an example, and what you don't like, don't do others. That's about all, this is, yeah, relative. So I don't like getting punched by somebody. So therefore, I also don't punch others, because I'm assuming that the other person, human being doesn't like being punched. Let's say I've been migrated to Mars, and there the most
1: intimate,
0: intimate thing to do is punch. And let's say I'm not, I, I have been there for 10 years now. I mean, like a, one a year, okay, I'm, I'm excused because I don't know the culture or the habit, but I've been there for 10 years and I know that, you know, they love being punched. And if I don't punch them, I don't know whether it's a good karma or bad karma, something to think about. You should, you guys should think about this. Okay, what's the next question?
3: From our Chinese audience, someone asks, can anyone, bear the karmic consequences of sentient beings so i think it means like take it on for other sentient beings it sounds like
2: mm.
0: okay this one we need to uh, we, uh i will try to explain but please uh, bear in mind i don't want you to uh sort of hear it in a sort of a theistic way. Buddha himself said, Buddha cannot wipe away your suffering. Buddha can only teach you The way to liberate ourselves from the suffering and the cause of suffering. Okay. But a bodhisattva, they pray, may all beings suffering come to me. For the beginner bodhisattvas, this is a quintessential practice. But this one serves in many, many different level. One level, bodhisattvas are trying to really crush the self-cherishing, so on that level. Another level, bodhisattvas are trying to put their feet in the other's shoes, that level. and ultimately bodhisattvas are learning to actualize there is no self and other non-duality right non-duality so in order to get accustomed to that kind of non-duality attitude they 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 use the opposite Sort of method and uh, the opposite of our uh, usual thinking. For instance, usually when we suffer, first thing we think about is ourselves, but the bodhisattvas sattvas, train themselves to not think this way. Yes, so, the real answer as a power of the Bodhisattva's aspiration and the Bodhicitta, they not only practice to have the all others suffering to themselves, it also, uh, what do you call it, it, um, this is tricky, um, in a way, you may hear this in a wrong way, so I'm a bit worried, they, this can elevate others' suffering, but by the time it reached to, so to speak, Bodhisattva himself, is no more suffering. Shantra Deepa said this very clearly. I think for most of our ears, it may not fit in. Statement like, for a Bodhisattva, it is a joy when the suffering of others come to them. So it's no more suffering, can you understand the logic? So don't think that Bodhisattvas are masochists or something. And it's doable. There's a whole training on this. If even if you are the most stingy person First, you learn to give with your left hand to right hand. I'm serious, there's actually 100,000 times like this. Give by the left hand to the right hand. Then maybe a chewing gum, this I made it up, Shantadipa said vegetable. You train and train. Then one day somebody wants your left arm no problem. Just as how you have no problem to give up your chewing gum, but I don't think the the common people can understand this. But it, it should. It's not that difficult to understand. Actually, if you apply a bit of a analysis. If you have too much stuffed animal in your house, in your living room, you know, dolls, that's taking too much of your space, you have no qualms of giving it away, right? Because you have realized the, it's just a stuffed animal, it's not the real bear. okay that's it thank you so much and um, i hope this karmic discussion i hope this act uh, this works as the beginning of discussing karma karma is very big
1: There is a sutra called a rice sutra.
0: Rice shoot, I don't know. Please, you can, if you are interested, look into
1: that. um you can begin being karma fearing person
0: but hopefully you transcend from karma fearing to karma understanding and then, hopefully, shrug off all kinds of karma. Of course, the bad karma, but even the good. Okay, thank you.
3: On behalf of everyone, thank you very much, Rinpoche. For this teaching and may you continue to turn the wheel and keep teaching us again and again